0: Praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 18,
1: verse number 19. If you did, say amen. 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 All right. Let's read together. Amen. And this is going to be uh, the New Living Translation. Ezekiel 18, verse 19, New Living Translation. Ready? Let's read. (laughs) Uh, Oh, y'all waiting on me? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Verse 19. What? You ask. Doesn't the child pay for the parent's sins? No. For if the child does what is just and right and keeps my decrees, that child will surely live. The person who sins is the one who will die. The child will not be punished for the parent's sins, and the parent will not be punished for the child's sins. Righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. Amen. Now, remember the message title is Destroying the Myths. So today I'm here to destroy a couple of myths. I think I have about seven listed here, and um, we might not get to all seven today, but we will get to some. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. So the first myth that I'm here to destroy um, it starts off actually as a question: Why do generational curses follow the family tree? Why? Why do generational curses follow the family tree? Now. In Ezekiel chapter 18, God is speaking to Ezekiel, the prophet, and explaining to him how things are going to work from here on out. He says here that the people were asking, doesn't the child pay for the parents' sins? And God responded emphatically, no, with an exclamation point. Now, these people were under the impression that whatever their mother and their father did, it just carried over, and the children received punishment for those things, right? God says here in Ezekiel chapter 18, he says, the child does what is just and right and keeps my decrees, that child will surely live. Okay. In verse 20, he says, righteous people will be rewarded for their own righteous behavior, and wicked people will be punished for their own wickedness. All right? Now watch this. Why is this important? Because in verse 21, let's read it. It says, but if wicked people turn away from all their sins and begin to obey my decrees and do what is just and right, they will surely live and not die. Verse 22, all their past sins will be forgotten, and they will live because of the righteous things they have done. Here's the myth buster. Satan is the author of confusion and perversion. Whatever God puts into place, Satan perverts it and plans to get you to accept that. So if God says that generational curses are not supposed to be in the line, then Satan wants you to believe that whatever your parents did and your grandparents did, and their parents did, and their grandparents did, It's just automatically going to drop down to you. That's not what it says here. It says here, the wickedness that the wicked man does is what he'll be punished for, and the righteousness that the righteous man does, that's what he'll be rewarded for. And if a wicked man turns from his wicked ways, then the punishment will be removed. That's a good thing. Okay, so this is what I want you to write down. Based on this, we do not have to accept generational curses we do not have to accept generational curses after y'all write that down I want you to look at your neighbor and say this look at your neighbor and say what I do is what God judges me for not what you do okay okay so whatever you do that's what you're responsible for whatever your neighbor does That's what your neighbor is held responsible for. In Scripture, we know to bear one another's burdens. This doesn't mean that you don't hold someone accountable for their actions. It means that you don't get punished for what they do. Okay? I'm going to keep this real simple and plain, but you might want to write notes today because I'm going through it. And if I don't finish it all, we'll finish next week. If I finish it all, we finish it. Okay? So you might want to write it down. If you got good memory, you're going to love me today. Amen? Alright, so what I do is what God judges me for, not what you do. let me give an example. We do reap what we sow. Last week, Riversville, last week I spoke about seeds being planted and taking a minute to spring up. There can be seeds planted from years prior that finally spring up years later in a generation, in a family. Here's what you have to learn though. I never said that the generational curse is not there. I said you don't have to accept it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Let me write this down. If your father struggled with lust, and his father struggled with lust, and his father struggled with lust, and they had an addiction to pornography, and now you feel an addiction to masturbation, you don't have to accept that just because the generational curse is following your family tree, Because Ezekiel, heard for the word of the Lord that says, whatever I do is what I'm punished for, and whatever you do is what you're held accountable for. But if I turn, somebody say turn. turn. We're not talking about 360s today. 360s put you back in the same place. I'm very mindful when people say, I had a whole 360. I said, I hope not. Because if so, you're right back where you started. You want to do a 180. 180 puts you in a different position. CCC. Thank you, Mother. God just gave me that. It's like when you're standing face front entertaining what the enemy tells you is for you, you are in this position. And if you do a 360, you're right back entertaining what the enemy told you is for you. But when you do a 180, you put your back to the enemy and say, Get me behind me, Satan? I'm pursuing what God has for me.
0: Okay, so
1: Generational curses do not have to be following you. That's the first myth that I destroyed today. Okay? Now, we do read what we sow. And some things we do can affect our children. But they don't have to accept it if they're in Christ. Good. Remember I spoke about karma last week? Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. It's one of them times. My time together. I understand now that I'm receiving some karma for things I did in my past life. But because I have God, I'm not as greatly as affected as I would be if I didn't have God when my karma returned. You do have to pay the piper. But it's good to have the bank of a friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Somebody got to live tomorrow. <laughs> so, you do not have to accept generational curses. Y'all ready for the second myth to be? Amen. Number two. This is the myth. God is the God of judgment only. Mm. Not true. That's us sake. it down. What's verse 23 saying in Ezekiel 18? Let's look at it. Do you think that I like to see wicked people die, says the sovereign Lord. Of course not. I want them to turn from their wicked ways and do what? Live. 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 If God is a God of judgment only, then that verse doesn't apply. So when someone tells you, no, God is a God of judgment and punishment, and He's, I mean, He's coming for you. Let's be clear. God does not like sin at all. But God is a God of grace and mercy. If it had been what we were supposed to receive, Jesus wouldn't have come and died for our sins if God was a God of judgment only. In the Old Testament, they had to offer up sacrifices because of the sins they were committing and hope that God received it. Because if he didn't, judgment. Jesus came into the picture and removed that whole ideology. He became the perpetual sacrifice for our sin. Y'all know what perpetual mean, right? Repent. On, on This means that when I make a mistake, because I will, because I'm human, when I make a mistake, all I got to do is ask God for forgiveness and ask him to help me move forward. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Oh, come on, sing. Y'all got to for If you're awake, yeah. say amen. Yeah. Explain it to you. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, says it like this. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No. He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what repent means? Mm-hmm. Repent. When we say we're sorry, it's apologetic. But when we repent from something... We not only apologize, but we change. That's 180. Sorry puts you in 360 mode. Repentance puts you in 180. Second Peter tells us that God doesn't want anybody to be punished, actually. He wants everybody to repent and change so that they can live. What did he say? I came that I may, you may have a life, and life more abundantly. How can you have life if you're dead? Let me break this down to you. When I say die or death, that doesn't always equate to physical death. Yeah. If your spirit begins to die, you feel the effects in the physical realm because you're not the same. Yeah. I'm going to make, make you this. When I was living in sin, my spirit was dying daily. My flesh was growing. But everything that happens in the natural realm first begins in the spirit. spiritual realm. So if my spirit man is deteriorating in the spirit realm, then my body is going to begin to feel the effects. Why? Because when my spirit isn't built up, then protection isn't there for my physical man.
0: That's good.
1: When my spirit isn't built up, then the gifts and colors God has placed in my life can't properly grow. Amen. When my spirit isn't built up, Everything in the natural realm begins to show the effects that it ain't built up. Mm-hmm. So when God says the wicked man will die, he doesn't necessarily mean die physically where we can't see you no more. He means spiritually wickedness kills your spirit. Yes, yes the wages of sin is, yeah. how many people you know sin and ain't dead? So, yeah. <laughs> right? We don't lie. But guess what? If you was able to see in the spirit realm, you would see that spirit man walking around like a zombie. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to break this down to you. Write this down. God is a God of grace and mercy just as much as he is a God of judgment. Write it down. God is a God of grace and mercy just as much as he is a God of judgment. I'm going to break this down to you. Get ready to turn your Bibles. I said it told you that. Get ready to turn your Bibles. Because I could read it to you, but I want you to read it. Because faith come by
0: hear.
1: and hearing by the word of God. So if you read, you hear it. And now your faith becomes activated. Yes. Versus yes. just me reading. Amen. Okay, so let's turn. Romans chapter 5, and we're going to start at verse number 8. I'm going to switch up translations in a few, but I'll let you know when I'm doing that. That's one thing I love about the Bible app. It's like I got a thousand Bibles sitting in the palm of my hand. New King James, NLT, NIV, AMP, AMPC. I mean, I'd be studying. I'd be in all of them. Y'all remember we broke down AMPC a couple weeks ago? I know y'all like that one. Riblis flow. That was a good good sermon. Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. If you're there, say amen. 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 Alright, verse number 8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still what? Sinners. What did I just say? If God was a God of judgment only, Christ He really came. Did I not say that? Yeah. Great what? Great what? Love. love. Oh, come on somebody. Verse 9. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. did I say just a second ago, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are Christ Jesus. You see how it revolves like a revolving door? Verse number 10. For since our friendship, hold up, wait a minute. Friendship with God was restored. How you go from being a sinner to being a friend? You went from you're supposed to receive punishment. To you, friends with the judge now. Hallelujah! You don't have to ask to approach the bench. You just approach. Hallelujah! Oh come on, so y'all gonna get it in a second. It says, "Since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son." My God! So now we can do what?
0: Rejoice!
1: Rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of
0: God.
1: (laughs) What did Jesus tell the disciples? He said, I no longer call you servants because servants don't know what their master is doing. I now call you friends because everything the Father has made known unto me I made known unto you. Do you want me to tell you something? I'm destroying myths today. That's the title. Destroying myths. Do you want to know why a myth is a myth? It's because it's not what? Free. And you will know the truth, and the truth will do what?
0: Free.
1: Hold on, wait. Maybe the saints don't know. Let me go to some Bible readers. The truth will set you free. Okay. You, the truth will set you what? Free. Okay. Now let's say it together church. The truth will set you free. Oh, there we go. So y'all do know it. Okay, John 8, 36. So, if the truth sets you free, then the myth keeps you in bondage. Oh, wow.
0: Enslaved.
1: Good. I'm here to bring some freedom today. Hallelujah. Because what the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to think the opposite of what God has really said for you mm-hmm. so that you can stay in bondage to what he's given you. Okay. Oh, come on, somebody. It's like parents making their kids eat McDonald's since they was two. And now the kid is 10 still eating McDonald's. And I try to tell the kid that McDonald's ain't good for them. And they say, you you're trying to keep me. but My mama gave me this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they going to believe their mama because they done had this for eight years since they was two to the age of 10. So me telling them the truth, they'd rather believe the myth than the truth. Mm. Y'all ain't too up in here. Y'all good and grown. And there's some things that God showed me. They said, you have to let the people know because some things we know, but we don't really know mm-hmm. the details of. And until I expect, see, there's one thing to know. It's another thing to have understanding. Amen.
0: Because
1: yes. Yes. wisdom comes once knowledge combines with understanding. <laughs> this is why Proverbs Solomon say, with all thy getting, get understanding. <clears throat> because once you understand the word, you can apply it. Yes, you yep. can. Write this down. This is a little longer one, but it's good to have. Uh, It says, this is what I got. Jesus took us from being enemies of God to being friends of God. I'm going to take my time so y'all can write it. (coughs) Jesus took us from being enemies of God to being friends of God. Y'all ready for the next part? It says, we have a friendship pact with our Father, That is activated by our obedience to Him and choosing to live righteously. I say the friendship pact. You know what a pact is? It don't get broken, it's sealed in blood. It is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, we went from being sinners to being the righteousness of God. God. Man, let me tell you something. The biggest lie that the enemy deceives many believers with is believing that despite them being believers now, they're still not good enough. Mm-hmm. How can you not be good enough, and you a whole friend of the most high God? Listen, man. It's like, y'all remember, what was it, T-Mobile? Top five? Is that who had it? T-Mobile? Or was it AT&T? I think it was T-Mobile. My top five. I ain't tripping. I got T-Mobile top five god is in your top five y'all besties now because of christ's sacrifice i don't think y'all understand you see when you're friends with someone there is nothing that they wouldn't do for you so if you're a friend of god why are you hesitant to ask god for things that you need and i'm not just talking about things that you need things that you need. What i say last week, rivers flow. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit cultivates the work. Holy Spirit nourishes the seed he plants, and he builds you up. If I'm asking God for things I need, I might want to ask him to help me deal with the generational curse that has been plagued me. My- Amen. If I'm asking God for things that I need, I might want to say, God, help me to walk in the spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. That's something I need and something I want, do. If I really am a friend of God, I can go to him at any given moment and say, God, I need your help. And he'll drop everything to help me because I'm a friend. Are y'all awake? Amen. Friendship pact. Now, next point that goes along with this is this one. There's a myth that comes right after this, so I'm breaking it down kind of in order a little bit. So like once they get that, then here goes the enemy with the next trick. Myth number three: Once saved, always saved. Mm-hmm. I know y'all heard that one. Mm-hmm. They love that one. The enemy, oh, but the enemy loves to use that one. Mm-hmm. Once saved, always saved. Right? Y'all ready for me to break that one down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not true. Let's break it down. Let me tell you why it's not true. No, the reason why it's not true is because of Philippians chapter two. Let's go. To it. Y'all ready? Philippians chapter
0: two.
1: Philippians chapter two. Verse number 12. Once say, always say. Myth. I'm going to tell you what's the myth so you can know what's behind it, OK? That's the myth. Philippians chapter 2. We're going to, to go to verse 12. Philippians chapter 2. Let's read New King James Version. Philippians 2, verse 12, New <coughs> King James Version. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. But now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. I'm going to break this down to you. If once saved, always saved was true, then you wouldn't have to work. Right. It says here, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Y'all want me to break that fear and trembling down to you? I know you're like, God's not giving us a spirit of fear. Of course not. Uh, let's flip over to the NLT version. And read that verse 12. It says, dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Why? You must work hard to show the results of your salvation. Yeah. Somebody say results. 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 Obeying God with deep reverence right. and fear. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases yeah. him. So if once saved, always saved was true, then we wouldn't need God to be with us daily and the Spirit to lead us and guide us in truth. Because if we didn't need the Holy Spirit, then once saved, always saved, plus. We could just receive Christ, leave from the altar, and do whatever we wanted to do. Because once saved, always saved. But that's not true. Amen. Okay? Let me break this down to you. Galatians chapter 5. Oh, yeah, we turned it today, guys. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, trying to Galatians chapter 5. Y'all going to get a quick, quick study lesson, and with we'll Pastor pass the Okay? Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. We're going to stay in the NLT version. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. That's in the New Testament also, so y'all know. Romans, Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Mm-hmm. These are in Galatians. If you did, say amen. Amen. Galatians 5, verse 16, NLT verse. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, <coughs> anger, drunkenness, wild parties, my God, I didn't know that was And other sins like these Let me tell you again As I have before That anyone living that sort of life Will not inherit the kingdom of God But oh there's a but Somebody say but But, but, but verse 22 says But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Verse 25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Y'all probably like, why you read all that? If you were reading with me, you know why I read all that. Okay? Let me show you why. Because... Verse seventeen clearly says these two forces are constantly fighting. So once you get saved, there goes another battle that you enter into immediately. Okay, I want you to understand something. When you aren't saved and you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, Satan is not fighting you because you are already on his side. There's nothing to fight for. What you good? Mm -hmm. But the minute you cross over, he comes like Uh Roy Jones Jr. He Mm -hmm. on your head. So when he comes. There's going to be a constant battle between your spirit man and your flesh. You want to know what determines who wins? Whichever one you feed. Amen. That's true. Amen. We still wrong? Whichever one you feed. Let me break it down. Everything I listed as far as works of the flesh, you might say, man, that's messed up. Those are Some of them, y'all probably, I ain't never did. You're right. But some of the things we all have done. Okay. And you know why? Because when we feed our flesh, our flesh does those things. You know what feeding your flesh is? And, you know, when God wakes you up and says to pray. And you say, No, nah, I'm good, I'm gonna sleep somewhere. And then when you wake up and you go through the day and that right thing tempts you, your spirit man is not prepared because God was trying to charge you up with some batteries before you hit the rest of the day. Now you in the day you tempted you to fail, and you're like, Oh my god, I failed again. Your spirit man died for one little inkling of a second and the flesh grow a little bit stronger. So you write this down. People fall victim to sin when they ignore the Holy Spirit's promptings. He prompts us. It's like a little ledge. Like, hey, get up. Hey, pray The Holy Spirit speaks so soft. Sometimes it does come as a whisper. God talks to me so soft. Because when God don't speak to me soft, he's upset usually. So I'm cool, as long as he's on one, it's on another voice. Because <laughs> once he reaches another level, I'm like, oh, OK. I got you, my bad. You don't have to yell. You know what I'm saying? I told you, that's my friend. I'm like, hey, ain't, ain't got it. Yeah, baby. I ain't going go right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when we ignore this promptings, we fall victim. Why? Because you're in a fleshly body. Man, if I peel all this back, we're going to see blood, skin, flesh, bones. What you won't see is your spirit because it's invisible. But when you die, that's all you will see. And hopefully, what you see is most spirits, but you praising and celebrating the Lord God Almighty. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. This ties into the next myth, right? What's the next myth? Nobody's perfect. Y'all look like That's what. Oh, I'm coming today. I'm coming with you. Nobody's perfect. True, dot, 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 to a degree, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, Why? Wow. Yeah. However, perfection is obtainable because Galatians 5, 16 says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't, will not, is what won't means, be doing what your sinful nature craves. And if you don't do what your sinful nature craves, that makes you a good person. And good people who don't mess up are what? Perfect. They don't like that part. People don't like when I say stuff like that. I'm not talking myself. I've said that before. People like, oh, pastor, that ain't right. Show me. Show me in the scripture why it's not right. Can you show me? Because be ye therefore holy as I am holy. How can I be something that is not obtainable? Those are words in <laughs> red. <clears throat> Be therefore holy as I am holy. How can I do that if holy is not attainable? Would God ask me to do something that's not possible? Exactly. Of course not. Because Jesus became flesh, and the Bible says he felt every temptation that we feel, yet he sinned the not. Night. Wow. Perfect. What's that? Perfection. <laughs> Why? He's God in the flesh. No, ding, ding, ding. Let's hold on. Come here. Let me take some. Jesus had to go fast for forty days and forty nights in his physical body, even being God in the flesh, because when Satan showed up to tempt him, if he had not done that, he would have failed.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: There's hope for you. I'm trying. This y'all should be excited right now because there's this myth that you can't be perfect, but my Bible tells me that I can be. Oh, I practice what I preach, let me show you how So look at this, Romans 12 verse 1 through 2 NLT said, and so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your Bodies to God because of all He has done for you, let them be A living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. How can God find us acceptable unless we're holy? And that means I'm perfect because God does not relate to sin. The Father will not accept sin. So if he accepts us, that means I must be holy, which means I must be perfect. Again, why would God ask us to do something that's not possible? With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things become possible. <laughs> See, you know what you got to understand? In order to walk this walk, you have to have faith. Yes. If you don't believe you can be perfect and best believe, you know, you won't receive it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's not for you. If you don't believe it, that part won't apply to you. You're right. Let me tell you why. Because the same scripture, after that, it flips, and it goes, the just shall live by. Hey. What does just mean? Righteous. Break down righteous. What does righteous mean? Holy. What did we just say holiness is? Perfection. Wow. It all makes sense? Minister the <laughs> Hold on. I got another one for you. Y'all ready for this one? It says in verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and what? Perfect. Perfect. I'm about to run around the church. some <laughs> <Completed laughs> shop. <music. laughs> I'm about to get my <laughs> Because everything in scripture lets me know that it's possible. So, Nobody's perfect. You alive? Amen. Wait a minute. And you want to know something? There were people who did it. Enoch walked with God. Was a perfect man in the flesh, and he didn't even see death. God translated him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Noah lived to be almost a thousand. <coughs> God saved him from the whole world being destroyed, him and his family. How is that possible? I guess he was perfect. Y'all Y'all David sinned, messed up, screwed up big time, but the anointing was on him. Anyway, he's the definition of screw ups can still become perfection. Elijah. Walked with God, talk with God. Got angry at some point. God said, why are you running? He was living in fear, not faith. Was running from Jezebel so he wouldn't die. God came to him and said, why are you running? I'm with you. That sounds like a mess up, huh? <clears throat> you got God on you. As a matter of fact, he's the one that prayed for no rain. Him, one man. Prayed for no rain and it didn't rain at all. For like, what, a year? Two years? No rain. One man, now he's walking in fear. It's a real thing, people. God tells him, get up, go back down there, speak the word of the Lord, I am with you. This man alights his course, fixes himself, goes to us the truth, tells the woman what God has said, prays again, rain comes. And before he dies, he don't see death neither, he gets translated perfection. If it wasn't possible, it wouldn't be in it. I'm letting you know. I know times have gotten more advanced. I know sin is greater now than it's ever been. But please understand something. We're living in a time where you have a lot more grace. They were living in a time where people were being stoned for certain things. That we would look like, oh, my God, that's just freedom of speech. I'm just letting you know. So you're in a whole different ballgame right now. Like, take advantage. We're like playing. We're bowling, and the bumper cars are up. I'm just letting you know, this is a different walk right here. If the church from then saw the church up today, they'd be like, "Oh my God, God really?" Yo, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, yo. Not because we don't have a heart after God, not because we don't love God, but many things that we let slide, they would never, because they were in reverence, in fear of God, not shaking, but they knew, man, holiness is attainable. We got to do this, man. We only got one shot. Hell, now, now. Sin abounds so much; grace has to abound much more. I'm telling you, man, it's a different ballgame. Take advantage. Watch this. You can go home and read Romans three, verse twenty-three through twenty-six. Right? Romans three, verse twenty-three through twenty-six. Matter of fact, I'm gonna read it right now. So I'll go home and look at it for yourselves. Romans three, verse twenty-three through twenty-six says it like this: NLT says, "For everyone has sinned; we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace," Freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead. Somebody say, looking ahead. Okay. <laughs> and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just. And he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Amen. That's the key. I know y'all are like, I know, Pastor, what you're saying. But it's a little, no, because whom the Son sets free is for indeed. Greater is he who lives in you than he that's within the world. Who's in you? Jesus. You accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. I mean, I want you to understand that there is no such thing as perfection without Jesus. But once you have Jesus, everything changes. At the name of Jesus, demons tremble. Yes. In Jesus' name, yes. healing occurs. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. things multiply. Yes. In yes. Jesus' yes. name, the storm is still and sits. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Death, yes. sin, conquered by one man. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody gave themselves up as a human for us. Yes. Jesus. Yes. God, the yes. Father wasn't yes. going to do it. Holy Spirit wasn't going to do it. Jesus offered up himself and said, I'll do it. Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm here to let you know that all things are possible with him. Who? Jesus. When you leave today, the only thing that should be reverberating in your brain is Jesus. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, none of us would be here. If it wasn't for Jesus, your sins can't be washed away. If it wasn't for Jesus, Blood, we're not sanctified. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't have a friendship pact with God. If it wasn't for Jesus, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have came as our God and our advocate. If it wasn't for Jesus, the Holy Spirit wouldn't give us fresh tongues so we can have a communication with God. If it wasn't for Jesus, pleading on the right hand of the Father for us when he still show up, there would be no remittance for sin. Jesus. Jesus. Is the only answer yes. to the world's values yes. today. Yes. 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 Jesus. Yes. Yes. I get passionate about Jesus because I remember where I was and what he saved me from. Mm-hmm. Nobody but Jesus. Mm-hmm. You see, to break it down to you, I'm going to save the last three points for next week. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you, for some reason, can't be here, YouTube, podcast, we got on that but. See, the thing is is that, I break it down next week.. Jesus is the only one that still cares about us when we in sin, because the Father will not have anything to do with sin. So he just likes and the Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean vessel, so he just goes,, Swoosh. the only person still doing what needs to be done on our behalf is the one that sits on the right hand of the Father interceding for in us yes. daily, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. you man, I love Jesus so much, man. Because while I was wretched in sin, Jesus showed up. Mm-hmm. I get passionate. Hallelujah. Then I say, my pastor Christ, you better believe your bottom dollar. I do, because I understand the importance of being shaped by Christ through no merit of my own. I personally cannot go to the Father for anything. But when I say Jesus' name, I got to have you Yo, listen. With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know what I want you to do? I want you to strengthen your relationship with Jesus this week. Seriously. Now, I, I, I know you talk to God. That's cool. But when you talk, you might want to talk to the man that pleads on your behalf. Because, because of his sacrifice, we can actually talk to the Father. You understand what I'm saying? We got to get to that place where we understand that whom the Son, who is listen, Jesus, sets free. is free indeed. Who Jesus sets free. No man can come to the Father except by me. Who said that? Jesus. Y'all going to get it in a second. (laughs) The way, the truth, and the life. Who said that? Jesus. Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. If any man be in Christ, what's Christ's first name?
0: Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: He is a new creature. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Old things have passed away. All things have become new. So realistically, you can't do this walk without Jesus. Oh, That's the biggest myth buster of all. You by yourself, you're not able to do it. You by yourself, you'll never be good enough. You by yourself, get good. up, kid. Oh, it's not going to work. But you plus Jesus, oh, dynamic You plus Jesus, all things possible. Man. You plus Jesus, everything changes. Yeah. Winds, waves, obey him. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Who? Jesus. The world was formed because of the word. What's the word? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> because in the beginning, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And who came and dwelt among us? Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. The whole world exists because of Jesus. Good. So it was no big bang. Jesus was the bang. <laughs> God spoke, let there be light Jesus said, light I mean, I can't really talk to the universe Because Jesus made the universe Light I'm letting you know Whatever, believe what you want But Jesus is always going to be like this Okay So, that's part one of destroying the myths. Part two, next week I hope I was able to help some people today. You know, some things y'all already knew, but some things y'all didn't. I can tell, because the truth has to be broken down sometimes for us to understand. You know, um, we don't need no more sermons where we preach a good sermon, but nobody got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) How you gonna apply something you don't understand? Has to be applicable.